Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Monday edition of Oilers. Hey, wait, today's Tuesday. The Tuesday edition of Oilers now brought to you by World of Spas. Aiken after a long day, World of Spas offers Stubbs Design with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. I believe uh, we've got Brendan Escott with us on the other side of the glass. Hello, Brendan. How was your weekend? Uh, better than the last 10 minutes have been here. I think, though, we've got the phone line situation worked out. It well, seems like we're okay. That's important because coming up on today's show, the uh, former general manager and head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, longtime Oilers player Craig McTavish will join us at 12.35. He is making his way down to Red Deer uh, tonight for the Battle of Alberta Golf Tournament. This is a massive event uh, in uh, concert and in four the Central Alberta Children's Advocacy Center. Mark Jones will join us on today's show as well. He uh, works with that group, and uh, basically it pits uh, 15 Oilers players against 15 Calgary Flames uh, players, both past and present. It's a, a, a super fun event we're looking forward to. We had Terry Lowen and Jamie McCowan on last week. We'll be down there tomorrow live in Red Deer. Well, we will have lots of guests, trust me, coming up on tomorrow's edition of Oilers. Now, now, Puckpedia's Hart Levine will join us on today's show as well. And part of the reason we got Hart on is if you've not heard, there has been a blockbuster trade. One, And I got to tell you, I'm trying to figure out exactly what the San Jose Sharks are doing because I'm not sure. The Pittsburgh Penguins got their man. They picked up Eric Carlson. Uh, they offloaded some contracts that fans in Pittsburgh wanted to see move. Jeff Petrie. Although they retained a little on Petrie, he got sent to the Montreal Canadiens. The Canadiens ended up moving Hoffman to the San Jose Sharks. The Sharks also took uh, Michael Granlin, who came over. It was acquired by Pittsburgh from uh, the Minnesota Wild in a very contentious trade. Uh, man, oh, man, it's... Uh, it's interesting. So we're going to get the complete rundown coming up at about one thirty-five today from Hart Levine. So that's a, a look at our guest list. Now, you can reach us anytime on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Yes, the phone lines are working, 780-496-0063. For their 17th birthday, the River Cree would like to give you a Cadillac. Start collecting your ballots now for a chance to win a 2023 Cadillac XT4 on October the 6th. Must be 18-plus uh, Players Club membership. Uh, required. Um, yeah. And uh, you can text us at 780 496 0063. 
on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brennan Escott is a big part of the show, and he's at Brennan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Interesting week, uh, Brendan, on a, on a couple different fronts. I mean, we had the trade, and we also had some additional perspectives out there on the hiring of Jeff Jackson as the CEO of the Oilers organization. I know Kurt Levins had a very detailed piece in his uh, uh, nine things this week and basically focused on how the hiring of Jackson kind of impacted a bunch of different parts of the organization and talked about the roles and people involved and maybe uh, who helped the process along in our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling, you need get them with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. I, I probably had about 12 to 15 people come up to me over the course of the weekend and say, Bob, you know, really like what uh, transpired there. Makes a lot of sense. Um, You know, if you were scripting out a guy to come in and be the CEO of an organization, a former player checks that off, uh, former, uh, you know, he's got a lawyer, has gone to school, check that off, been an assistant general manager in in a hockey-mad market like Toronto, uh, check that off, Uh, heavily involved in the development and running a farm system when he was there, check that off, Uh, had back-to-back number one overall picks, so obviously can uh, deal with high-end players from a... uh, agency perspective check that off and oh by the way uh represents the best player in the world as well kind of you know if you were to make a there was only at the end of the day brendan there's only one guy once you factored in that he represents the best player and's had a you know a, a 12-year relationship with Connor mcdavid there is only one guy out there with that sort of uh cv Mm-hmm. And to me, what's interesting is I'm sitting here listening to this. I'm like, well, why isn't every other franchise all over this guy? It's because no other franchise thought that he was going to leave Wasserman and and come and and take a position like this, right? Like yeah. there was, I think that's where the the element of surprise came in and worked to Edmonton's benefit. Is yeah, he does come with all of that, but it wasn't like he was necessarily highly sought after. So we had uh, some. A significant amount of texts and tweets and those sort of things, some thoughts on it. And for me, and I'm going to reiterate this uh, soundbite right here. This is from Thursday's presser with Jeff Jackson, the CEO of the Oilers, on, uh, on, on charting a path on the direction of the Oilers. I'm not coming in to reinvent the wheel with the team. I think, like I said, Kenny has done a fantastic job of building this culture for the last four years where to the point where the team's in a great spot. I think, um, you know, I, I hope that I can bring some different views. You know, on the agent side of things, you do a lot of your own player development. You do a lot of your own scouting of young kids. We look, you know, we used analytics. Um, I know the Oilers do. Like, I'm going to look at all those things, um, try to be best in class. It'll, it won't happen overnight, but I'm going to um, dig in on all of the things. I know that the, you know, having the luxury of talking to Connor, I know how, how good this team is at a lot of things. And um, if we can incre- incrementally get better at some of the other things, I think that'll make a big difference. Well, that's a big point, and you know, I, I, it's funny, I talked to some people around the league, and they're like, Bob, at the end of the day, Vegas won that series a little bit in the margins. And uh, incremental improvement's always an important thing. 
The other thing I'd suggest, and some of you out there own companies right now or have been in senior management before, and your greatest chance to positively impact or make moves usually happens right when you first come in. You know, the next calendar year, is it a possibility that Ken Holland ultimately retires? Yes. That's what's going to make the next 12 to 14 months from an executive perspective for the Edmonton Oilers very interesting. And again, the sense I got from the majority of the listeners and a lot of the people that reached out was that they were pretty positive on um, on the move and how it might potentially impact the Oilers carrying forward. Brendan, what did you think of the trade, the big trade? Wow, I uh, you, you got to give give it to Kyle Dubas, like the way that he was able to broker in that third party, and uh, and I mean, what did they really give up in the end? I and they managed to get a third round pick. I, I, I put it this way: I thought the acquisition cost would be a, a lot higher. And uh, I'm just not sure. Like, it seemed like they were willing to do him a favor. It seemed like both Montreal and San Jose said, okay, Kyle, you know, they kind of got, they gave him the good guy treatment. I don't know, Bob. I love the deal for Pittsburgh. I'm just surprised how it went. We were in San Jose back in uh, would have been late November, early December, Brendan. And I mentioned on the air, I was doing the show uh, from the hotel in San Jose. And I had a, I, I have, there's a couple guys uh, that have spent some time in Edmonton and they occasionally hear the show and uh, help me out on pronunciation sometimes on the San Jose players. And I mentioned that I'd heard three number ones and 18% max in retaining dollars. Okay. And they had to get three number ones and they weren't looking for equivalencies, meaning former number ones. So that went from a guy having, a uh, Norris Trophy season, and in the end, they only got one number one from Pittsburgh. Lottery protected out of the top ten, not going to be an issue. Penguins might make the playoffs next year. Now, they only retained about 13%. They didn't retain 18%. My guess is they think over the next two years they can flip both Hoffman and and Granlund for second, third-round picks or something like that. I think reality set in here, and... But I remember when I when it was initially told they were looking for three number ones, no, maybe it was one equivalency and then two number ones, like one former number one, two number ones, and they would retain 18%. I'm like, well, who's doing that deal? Like, who can take in that much money in a flat cap world on Eric Carlson as good a player as he is? I think it's now some have joked, well, the Pittsburgh Penguins didn't get any younger making the trade. I think if you're Kyle Dubas, it was probably a a pretty good day. Who, by the way, did announce himself. He came in as president. Then he was interim general manager. Now he is the general manager. And Kyle Dubas of the Pittsburgh Penguins had this to say on the acquisition of Eric Carlson. It was a fairly uh, lengthy process um, with San Jose um, that goes back to my previous place of employment. And so Mike Greer was uh, was great to deal with throughout. Um, they obviously uh, accomplished their goal of, of uh, gaining draft choices and greater flexibility as they go through uh, turning their uh, their team to, to where Mike's vision wants to bring it. Um, and then Montreal and Kent Hughes uh, came in at the end. And uh, I think this uh, move helps them and acquire more assets and um, that they can either keep or move and, and draft capital as well. So, and, and with us, obviously, it gains us the flexibility that we want, but also uh, brings air.
Eric uh, into the mix here. Um, the reason why we wanted to bring Eric in was, I think, when going through our team, uh, one of the things that I had felt in, in talking with Sully about it is we needed to continually improve um, our ability to move the puck from our own zone. Um, Eric, I think, is one of the uh, elite players in that regard in the NHL. Um, even though he's in his uh, in his early 30s, he continues to be one of the top skaters in the NHL, and obviously his production and offense um, uh, is quite prolific. So uh, very competitive, very motivated person, uh, wants to come here and help our team. I think for us, uh, adding someone like that to the group as we um, you know, attempt to give it every chance to win, but also keep our eye towards the future. We were happy not to include any of our, our prospects, Owen Pickering, Braden Yeager, um, in the trade as well to, to have them continue to move along. All right, uh, that is Kyle Dubas of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Who do you think won the deal? Um, San Jose, man, I, I think San, San Jose might be struggling here for a while. That's a tough, tough situation. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. You can get the new floors you always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. It's twelve nineteen at Edmonton. When we come back, we'll get to NHL today. For our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing and your text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, And some guys are having some fun with the Battle of Alberta Golf Tournament. There's one that's made me laugh already. We're going to get to that when we return on orders now. All right. uh, You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 1221 in Edmonton. 780-496-0063. This text comes in saying, Bob, how is the Battle of Alberta Golf Tournament fair between the Oilers and the Calgary Flames? Um, The Flames have had months more practice over the last few years than the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, on the course. What do you think of Brandon? Well, well stated. That's you like excellent. that one, Brandon? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Bob, the Pittsburgh Penguins, this one comes to us from Mark. He says, Bob, their core four is like 36 years and older. They ain't going nowhere with that team. Well, uh, what I would say to you is Sidney Crosby's still damn good. I think he's still one of the best six or seven players in the world. Malkin's a top 20 player in the world, and they got two excellent right shot D with Latang and Carlson. Bob, the San Jose Sharks did it for cap space. I wouldn't want Eric Carlson's contract for three more years. The guy did win the Norris Trophy last year. Again, uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Kev says, Bob and Brendan, does uh, Ken Holland negotiate Leon's deal before he retires? I would think he would be a big part of that. Montreal made off really well with this trade this weekend. They get Petrie back now. It's interesting because Kent Hughes has not formally welcomed Jeff Petrie to the organization along with Casey DeSmith. Is it possible that they end up flipping Jeff Petrie to uh, maybe an American market? I'm sure Jeff would like to play in Detroit. Detroit's already got a bunch of, I mean, more ciders are really good. Take it just just for you know what's in game. Have you seen Detroit's defense? No, but I know that they overpaid a lot. Well, they've overpaid Sherratt last year. They overpaid, uh, what's his name from Toronto this year? Justin Hall. Justin Hall, yeah. 
I should bring up their cap. And Gosta Bear, they paid him one year at four million bucks. Like they got a lot of really average defensemen. I think they gave Wallman a decent extension. Then there's one other guy. Is that where Ollie Mata's at right now in Detroit as well? <laughs> I think you're right. Let me. I just called it up here uh, on the defensive side of things. Yes, Ollie Mata made oh three million dollars a season on that price tag. Jake Wallman three point four. Hall got three point four as well. Those guys are on the books oh. for the next three years, each of them. 4.75 for Ben Sherratt at 32 years old now. He's 4.75 million for the next three years in Detroit. Woo. I mean, talk about Joe Average. Like those now we when I'm when I mentioned to you that Cody CC was my belief that there were five or six teams calling on CC. Absolutely, I think Detroit was one of those teams calling the orders on Cody CC who has two years left at three point two five million. I mean, I'd rather have Cody CC than Justin Hall, wouldn't you? CC moves the puck better. Yeah, a thousand times over. I mean, Justin Hall, and I, I know there's Leafs fans out there that are, oh, uh, you're wrong again, Stoffer. And I go, well, I hear that a fair amount, but uh, yeah. All right. Uh, again, you can text us 780-496-0063 at 1224. We go into NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Edmonton owned and operated 40-plus years in the city, and here is Brendan Escott. Okay, well, let's break this right down. To the Pittsburgh Penguins goes Eric Carlson, left-winger Dylan Hamaliuk, uh, a 2026 third-rounder, and Rem Pitlick from Montreal. To San Jose goes a 2024 first-rounder, Michael Granlund, the veteran, Jan Ruda on defense, and Mike Hoffman. And then uh, the Canadians acquiring a 2025 second-rounder from Pittsburgh, Jeff Petrie and Casey DeSmith, as well as uh, Nathan Laguerre, all from uh, Pittsburgh. So as Bob mentioned, we'll see whether they stick around on that front. As far as free agent signings go, it's obviously cooled quite off. Uh, but Matt Dumba did link up with Arizona one year through. $3.9 million deal for the 29-year-old Alex Stalock heading to Anaheim to provide the Ducks with some goaltending depth. He's 36 now. Other big story is Canada has claimed their 24th gold medal at the Holinka gretzky Cup. Came down to the final seven seconds of the first overtime frame, but they were able to get it past. Uh, they were playing the home Czechs in Czechia for that gold medal, by the way. The States claimed bronze. Okay, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Cobra Dan says, uh, not only did Hall have a poor season, but he got absolutely worked over by Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yes, that was a uh, the Nuge can chuck him. He's pretty good. Uh, Mark and St. Albert says, Bob, what about Broberg for Petrie? Huh? Montreal's got a bunch of prospect left shot defensemen, including Caden Dooley. Uh, how do they fit Jeff Petrie in the Oilers? They're already up against the cap. The only way Petrie would make sense for the Oilers from Montreal is if the Canadians ate half and Edmonton sent CeCe there. And what would and half would be like five million dollars, which is the going rate for a first rounder, like six million in real dollars, is a first rounder. That's what's so strange about the San Jose deal. They retained. 1.5 million for four years. That's six million. They get and they got a first rounder back. But what about the asset itself, right? I mean, when the Maple Leafs dumped, uh, what's his face, the guy that was in San- Patrick Marlowe to Carolina, the cost was 
a first-round draft pick for them to eat the money during that year. Hard to believe that Patrick Marlowe is the all-time NHL games played leader. Just doesn't seem right for me. Real good player. Not even Is he a Hall of Famer? I'm not even sure he's a Hall of Famer. Like, is he an accumulator the way Mark Recchi's an accumulator in his NHL career? Yeah, there's an argument to be made there. I, what I love about Mark Recchi, not only being the Kamloops connection, uh, but he was on a lot of Stanley Cup winning teams, right? And, so yes, to and, me, there's a key and, ingredient And Mark Recchi did not take any crap on mm-hmm. the ice at all. For an undersized guy... He was prepared to chuck him, which I thoroughly admire. If you take a look at Merck, I think maybe pull up the two stats and we'll look at it during the break. 1227 in Edmonton, we're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Mac T, Craig McTavish when we return.